You're listening to Wealthy-esque. We are a community of lawyers who believe that true wealth is having control of our time. I'm Ro Thomas, and as a busy wife, mom, and former big law associate, I know all too well the tension between the culture of the legal profession and pretty much everything else you want to do in life. That's why each week I'm bringing you the information and tools you need to improve your money mindset and manage your money to create true wealth. Because ultimately, it's not about the money. It's about the freedom and flexibility the money affords. Hey friend, during the month of November, I'm sharing replays of my best episodes on budgeting and managing your money in preparation for my live budgeting workshop, Foundation of Wealth. It's happening on November 27th. These episodes will help you reframe the way you think about budgeting and spending and prepare you to create a budget for 2022 that will serve as a strong foundation for your future wealth building activities. Even if you've heard these episodes before, I encourage you to listen again. You'll pick up on different information or something I said in the episode will hit differently because you're in a different space to receive it. And if you haven't done so already, head to rowthomas.com foundation to get all the details on Foundation of Wealth and to sign up so you don't miss it. Let's dive in. Hey friend, happy Friday. How are you? I hope you had an amazing week and you are gearing up for a great weekend. So today we are talking about balance in your life and your money. You know, I'm all about lifestyle freedom and the ability to make choices for your life without regard to what other people think you should do or what they'll think about your decisions, right? Changing our thoughts helps us achieve more freedom in the short term, but for many of us, it's money that stops us from fully stepping into the choices we want to make for our lives. And so I've told you that my solution to that is financial independence. It's the point at which you have enough assets that you no longer have to work to cover your living expenses. And you can head back to episode three, which is where I first introduced the concept of financial independence if you're not familiar with it. But anyway, one of the things I see when people first decide to try to reach financial independence or to reach any money goal really is they'll go full force and basically put their lives on hold for this point in the future when they reach their goal. So they're, you know, slashing everything in the budget and wanting to save everything and eat ramen noodles and walk or ride bikes everywhere. And this may work for some people. Like some people really want to live this way or they just don't mind powering through to reach their goals and more power to them, right? But that's not me. And if that's not you either, I want you to know it's okay. If you don't want to live that kind of lifestyle, but you're trying to do it anyway because you think you, quote, should, right? We get into this mindset or have these thoughts about what we should do when we're being responsible with our money, but that looks different for different people. And so if you're trying to live that lifestyle, but it doesn't resonate with you, it's not right for you, then you're going to get burned out before you reach your goal. And you're ultimately going to set yourself back because if you get burned out and then quit, right, and get back into 
all of the habits that were keeping you stuck before and not allowing you to make progress with your money, then it's going to take you that much longer to get to the ultimate goal. Also, I want to remind you that thinking that life will be better or that you'll be happier in the future when you hit a certain goal or reach a certain point in life is a mistake. It's called the arrival fallacy, which we talked about back in episode 26. So go back and check that one out if you missed it. Most lawyers have a long way to go before we reach financial independence or even debt freedom, right? Considering that many of us graduate with six-figure student loans or multi-six-figure student loans. The personal finance world focuses a lot on strategies and tactics for paying off debt and making money and you know, saving, investing, and tax efficiency and all of that stuff. But one thing that's not talked about enough is having balance. It doesn't make sense to put your life on hold until you hit your goals, especially when the whole point of our money journeys is to open up more opportunities to enjoy our lives and the people and things that really matter to us. Or at least that's the point for me, right? And I imagine since you're listening to this show that you're interested in the same thing, but you know, let me not assume. But if money is a tool to allow us to take control of our time so that we can do the things that we want to do, then it does not make sense to put off things that we want to do until we hit the point where we paid off our debt or whatever the, the case may be. Now, if you heard all that and thought I said YOLO, then you missed it, right? <laughs> My point is you want to make progress on your financial goals, but not at the expense of the rest of your life. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And I remember when we first started our financial journey, and I told you I had a personal finance blog too, so I was deep in this personal finance world. And I was listening to all the podcasts and reading books and the blogs and interacting with other money bloggers. And there were so many people who had already paid off all their debt or reached financial independence. And sometimes I felt like we weren't doing enough. I would compare our situation with where they were, kind of like what we talked about with the I work hard, I deserve it mentality back in episode 34, except instead of comparing and thinking we needed to buy more stuff, I was comparing with people who had less debt or more investments and thinking that we should be further along, which also isn't helpful. And I was definitely comparing our beginning to their middle or end and downplaying what we had already done. We had paid off a lot of debt. We had paid like $50,000 the very first year. And I was proud of that, but I was seeing the debt-free stories and wanting to be there too, and then making myself feel bad because of my thoughts that we weren't doing enough. Never mind that those people didn't have nearly as much debt as we did. Truth be told, we had probably paid off just as much debt as many of them, but we just had a larger balance, right? All that to say, don't be like me, friend. We've talked about this before. Look at what other people have done as an example of what's possible for you, but don't use their stories against yourself. It's important for us to live our lives even as we improve our finances. We've talked before about the importance of your why. So when you're setting your financial goals, 
you want to have in mind the thing that's going to keep you motivated to keep going when you're ready to give up. We're not just paying off debt to pay it off or building wealth just to build wealth, right? What's the deeper reason? For many of us, it's being able to control our time so that we can spend more of it on the things that really matter to us. So yes, we want to be responsible with our money. We're paying off debt and we're saving and investing and we're making sacrifices because every choice we make is a trade-off, right? I might choose not to buy X so that I can have more money to buy Y or so that I can pay off more debt or save or you know, whatever the financial goal is. But those sacrifices don't have to mean that your quality of life completely suffers in the interim until you reach your ultimate goal. There's so much more to life than money. It's about relationships and experiences and making memories. And money is a tool that allows us to buy back our time so we can spend it doing what really matters. At the end of the day, everyone has to do what works best for them. But I think that in addition to working toward our financial goals, we also have to live. So here are a few questions to keep in mind when you're trying to balance life with your financial goals. Number one, will this choice make me happy? And when you're thinking about this one, you want to think about whether the choice will make you happy in the long run, not just the short term. Number two, how does this choice fit with my why? Going back to the ultimate reason that you set a particular financial goal in the first place, if a particular choice doesn't align with that reason, then maybe it's not the right choice for you. Number three, how will this impact my long-term goals? With this one, you want to think both about your financial goals, but also your goals in other areas of your life because money impacts all areas of our lives and we're not looking at our money in a vacuum. We need to look at our lives holistically. And number four, how much will this delay my financial goals? So if it's you know a minor thing that's going to take just a little bit of money and it's something that will really make you happy, then why not go for it? On the other hand, if you have to like clean out all your savings and cash out your retirement and you know, do all of these different tricks to try to scrape up the money to do the thing, then maybe you want to make another choice or maybe just think about a different way to accomplish this thing that you're trying to do. At the end of the day, with all of this, the point is don't get so caught up in the money part that you forget about the living part. Balance is so important. And so we need to make sure that we're living in the present and not putting off life for some random point in the future. If you need help figuring out how to strike that balance, I'm a financial coach and this is the kind of work I do with my clients. So head to rowthomas.com coaching. We can set up a call and discuss how coaching can help. Okay, let's recap. Number one, often when people first decide to reach financial independence or improve their money in general, They try to go full force and slash their budget down to nothing and then burn out. Number two, we need balance between living life and hitting our money goals, but this doesn't mean YOLO. Number three, there's more to life than money. Money is just a tool that helps us buy back our time. Life is about relationships, experiences, and memories. And number four, 
some questions to keep in mind as you're trying to find the right balance between living your life and reaching your financial goals are, will this choice make me happy? How does this choice fit with my why? How will this impact my long-term goals? And how much will this delay my financial goals? Okay, so that's it for this week, friend. Join me over in our private Facebook community, the Wealthy S community. And let's talk more about striking the right balance between living your life and reaching your financial goals. You can find us at rowthomas.com community. If you got value from today's show, please think of one friend who you think would also benefit. Share it with them. And if you share on social media or if you just want to connect, I am most active on Instagram and my handle is at I am Thomas. Subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening on and consider leaving a written review. Those reviews help tremendously because they help with the visibility of the show. And I just read everyone and would greatly appreciate it. Okay, friend, as we close out, I pray that you will identify what truly matters to you in life and prioritize those things. I pray that you find the right balance between living your life and reaching your money goals. And as always, I pray that you continue to take steps to regain control of your time, build wealth, and live the life of freedom and choice you deserve. Talk to you later.